Welcome to Perspectives. I'm your host, David Howard. Join me today as I share and we explore together God's Word through an inclusive display of the gospel designed to meet the mounting needs and challenges of today's international audience. Fear is a natural phenomenon, especially when we are not in complete control. On the other hand, there are certain things that we do not have to fear because of the comfort and familiarity of our surroundings. Fear can have a positive or negative effect on us depending on the situation or expected outcome. Just as well, fear at its most extreme can paralyze us even to the degree where we neither move forward nor backwards, bringing our lives to an immediate halt. Paul reminds us in speaking to Timothy by admonishing him to remember the gift of God that he has been given and followed by declaring in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Today's podcast is titled, Facing Fear. Fear is normal. It's an innate feeling because of risk associated with dangerous situations beyond the limits of our control. Some of which, however, are of our own doing, while others are designed to cause us to grow in our relationship with God. If we abide in the shelter of God's word, there is nothing at all to fear. And as we lay down at night, we can hear the Comforter whisper gently to us, Fear not. The psalmist conveyed it best when he declared, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Whatever we do, we can rest knowing that just as a child can rest in the comfort of his father's arms, when we're exhausted and pressed on every single side, The Lord's arms are wrapped around us. The phrase fear not appears in the Bible approximately 365 times. From God speaking to Abraham to the angel of God bringing salutations of tiding and joy of the Savior's birth. The two words are used to strengthen the faith of or calm the greatest fears of God's people. May I suggest that even today, God is declaring the same message to us. The context in which the word fear is used is something that can be and routinely does bring about the pressure of being overcome by anxiety. But something about the presence of God, no matter how faint, brings about the ideal measure of hope. There is nothing to fear because he has promised to take care of his own. 
during more than 400 years of captivity in a land not considered their own, the enslaved people of God sought deliverance from the heavy weight and toil of their bondage. Many did not witness the promise firsthand, but remained confident in the assurance declared to their forefathers, which passed from one generation to another for hundreds of years through stories, a shared history, songs and psalms. Today, what we are witnessing on each continent and in every country, Asia, Africa, Europe, North and South America, and the distant poles to the North and the South, as frightening as they are, sickness and death and disasters, human rights and protests fill the bulk of our cycles and national conversations. Like the slow drip of a faucet, day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second. But we should not be frightened as if this moment comes as a surprise. Scripture reminds us in Matthew chapter 24, verses six through eight, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all of these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. You see, when we ignore God, he alone has a way of getting our attention. Scripture hints that throughout history, God has unceasingly sought humanity's attention to redeem us unto himself, that which is lost. Likewise, because of our faith, is there any among us that have not sensed the same urgency of his call to speedily put us in a place of safety. Consider the things that draw our attention away from God daily, family and friends, social events, sports, and social media. With every national venue currently closed worldwide, it leaves us with very little to occupy the complexity of our thoughts and time. We try our best to avoid life's hazards, the consequence awareness of our vulnerabilities is amplified. And no matter how fast we run, they manage to find us right where we are. When the finality of death is present, we become more fearful than at any other time in our lives. But when we draw from the sense of God's presence, we have the assurance that he is able to keep us. Why? Because he has done it for us time and time again. As with the plagues in Egypt, today's pandemic has left many fearful to do anything that was once less than six months ago considered to be a normal part of our lives. 
But there God stood with his arms wide open, inviting us, encouraging us, guiding us, and prodding us. Notice these are all action words. Asking us to come. But we refused. We couldn't be bothered. We didn't have time. Or we always had something more important to do. Now with the mandated practice of social distancing and facial coverings, we decry of the violation of our liberties and yearn even more to be among each other. So deafening is the silence for some that it becomes unbearable. You ask what? My response is the fear of being alone and greater so the fear of being alone with oneself. While we may indeed conceal our identity from others, we are unable to lie to ourselves or hide from God. This physical absence generates a heightened anxiety in some, while in others brings out the absolute worst of humanity. Today, God is speaking to each of us with an open door, reminding us that even during a global crisis, we are assured that he can preserve us. Finally, I leave these words of encouragement. As Joshua prepared to cross into the promised land over the Jordan, and the Lord began to speak to him in the absence of Moses, as he did in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. I've learned to trust God in all things, no matter where I am physically in the flesh or spiritually in heart and mind. I ask, Lord, help me to run this race for I do not want to run in vain, nor do I want my works to be in vain. If I falter while I'm trying, Lord, I ask that you not be angry towards me. Let us pray for the least among us and acknowledge our brothers and sisters in Christ. May we pray without ceasing and may the love of God be forever present in our lives. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Perspectives. Please join me next week as we reveal the universal nature of God's word. If you like what you've heard, please share a note or a comment by emailing me at howarddc42 at yahoo.com or on the Anchor platform at anchor.fm backslash david six 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 three four until next time may god bless and keep each of you and again thank you for listening today